Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let, let's get right to it. All right, welcome into another edition of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Bob Ryan. And uh, Bob, neither one of us are in Vegas. Uh, we're, we're, we're watching the summer league. I thought about going, but I, I got a bunch of stuff coming up with uh, my daughter <laughs> traveling for her school visits. Uh, yeah. So I was not going to head to Vegas. Uh, I, and, and I like the summer league. I do, you know, for me, it's, it's fun because I get to watch all these kids that I've seen since AU ball, yeah. then in college, now in the summer league, I just don't put a lot of stock into what happens in the summer league, Bob. It can be fools. Uh, you got to be careful. It's it's almost textbook fool's gold sometimes, and, and it, 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 there's so many different dynamics. It, it's an interesting tool, maybe yeah. to judge, but not the, don't get carried away, you know. But the idea, uh, and sometimes it's just beneficial to the young coach that they put in charge of the team, as, right. as, a, as, as a, to the players. As usually, that's normally the, that's the norm, right? One of the assistants gets gets the coach. But uh, uh, no, I, I try not to get carried away. Uh, I go back, God, as far back as the early '80s uh, in, in LA, going to a couple of games, and I, I quite frankly, it was hard for me to get into. I just, I don't know, something about it. I was, but that was then. Anyway, I missed the Boston one. I missed when they had the Boston. Yeah, no, I, that was I did, a whole lot easier. I was, that, it was you couldn't ignore it when it was in your backyard. Let's be honest. I, there's no question. Then I, that, I totally agree with that. But anyway, it, but it's, it's part of the deal, and, and. Uh, you know, but I just think, remember, just remember the reason that it's, it's at the level it is now is that it's, it's because TV wants to, you know, they, they want a little programming, you know, that's all. I mean, it, like anything, uh, you know, tell, once again, go back to, it used to be uh, follow the money. Now it's follow the TV, TV, TV programming. <laughs> you know I was there. I did sideline a few years ago in, in the, I, I thought it was the summer league that blew up summer league, which was Lonzo ball. Oh, when he was out there, it was crazy. Oh, oh yeah, that that's a very specific circumstance. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It was we, it was we, fun. De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell were there. Nobody knew how good Donovan was then. Um, you know, now, so I've had a chance to watch some of these guys, the young guys that I've seen again, a, a bunch of them. I've seen Kay Cunningham play a hundred times. So whatever he does, the the big question I have with with him is really how he fits uh, right now in, in Detroit. 
uh, with Killian Hayes. You know, they drafted <laughs> Killian Hayes last year. He's kind yeah. of a point guard. Yeah. And you really, to me, the beauty of Kay Cunningham is having the ball in his hands and running things through him. I know a lot of people have said, well, he can play any position you want. You can just plug him in and you can put him at the three, the four, the two. I get all that, Bob. He's best with the ball in his hands. So if Killian Hayes has the ball in his hands, you know, 75% of the time, that means Cade does not. And I think you need to you need to run as much as you can through Cade Cunningham. And ultimately, um, that that's that's gonna be the key. He's played well. Has he set the world on fire? No. And again, I think the the other beauty of Cade is you're gonna look at the box score every every game, and it may not tell the whole story of Cade Cunningham. Like he does a little bit of everything. Well, and his intangibles, to me, Bob, are off the chart. His leadership, his intangibles are something that, again, will not be measured mm-hmm. by any numbers in the box score. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because, I mean, I, it, 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 it just reminds people there's so much more to the game than there, there is. And, and yeah. the dynamics and the old five five guys, one ball, but but also five egos, you know, five five agenda. You know, I mean, really, it's it's it can get very complicated in that regard. Um, I, I, Green was in that game, right? Last night? Yeah, the first game. Yeah, okay. or the second game. I can't remember which one. But yes. To what degree do you think people are going to making this a, you know, a, a matchup either or, right? It, it's going to be. Because there were people, but I mean, I'm just in my research for the draft, there were people that were touting Green as much as or even more that said, well, we, we might have, we might have, people thought some, they could have been the number one. So, I mean, they're, they're going to be paired up is what I'm going to say. To yeah, I mean, the big thing with Jalen Green, obviously, is people just didn't know anything about him. You know, right. hey, right, he's in, the, he's in the G League, and frankly, anybody who goes to the G League, the the, the advantage is clear for college over the, over the G League. It's it's branding that part of the advantage. C.K. Mm. Cunningham on fifteen times of promoting him on ESPN, where Jalen Green and Jonathan Kamingo were anonymous coming into this draft by fans, not by NBA people, oh, but no. by fans. Every GM knew Jalen Green. And in fact, I talked to one GM maybe a week before the draft who was drafting in, in the lottery, not at one or two. And they said, listen, if it were me, I, I know there's pressure to take Kay Cunningham because you know what you're going to get with him. But again, Jalen Green's upside is so high. And you watch him even in the summer league, Bob, He's so electric athletically. He he, he and, and he's got that confidence, that swagger. He shoots it much better than anybody figured. That's the biggest difference. And and I think again, uh, his gear, just that 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 extra gear that he has to be able to explode to the basket. I heard Mike Schmitz, who I I, I love. He, he's my favorite. If if you're gonna follow anybody with the draft, mm-hmm. you follow ESPN's Mike Schmitz. Mm-hmm. He sees everybody. He's everywhere. And he had a comment that I kind of scoffed at, but the more I think about it, he said like one day Jalen Green could lead the league in scoring. Is so give me a reminds me up, can you? Is there is there a comparison? Just you know, you just know, like, I mean, he's got like he's a bigger Donovan Mitchell. Like, you know, he, he's just, you know, people want to compare him to Zach Levine. When you Oh uh, yeah, when you mentioned leading scoring, a, a name flashed into my head, and I and I can't say that I know any other comparison of the style to make, but Tracy McGrady. Yeah, not quite as long, um, 
I'm just going out a better shooter. I think could be, and I never thought I'd say that, but he shot like 37, 38% in, in a small sample size in the G League bubble, but mm-hmm. it was really impressive. And he comes out in the summer league and he's making threes. So I think this kid, and I, I remember talking to him before the G League bubble started even back in, I was in Charleston and we did a Zoom, uh, I did a Zoom with him in mm-hmm. mid-December. And I was really impressed with him. I was really impressed. And, and then I talked to Brian Shaw about him a lot as well. Mm-hmm. And he was he was blown away by, you know, the work ethic, uh, everything. And then we had, I was with Jared Jack. Jared Jack was on that G League Ignite team and loves Jalen Green. Oh Absolutely. Gosh. Off the record, on the record, whatever you're talking, like Jared Jack thinks he's going to be a star as well. I'm, and, uh, I'm, see, I'm, I'm really curious. I got to check him out, you know, because yeah. I'm, I'm, it's a blank. It's a complete blank slate for me, obviously. I think, like, he's, he'll be, I think he'll be rookie of the year only this, because his numbers will be eye popping with a, with a, now again, K will have numbers too in Detroit, but you know, this Houston team, it's so hard to assess a guy no. on, on bad teams, right? It's very hard sometimes because oh, you're getting numbers that aren't legitimate a lot of times because you're down 20, 30 points. You're playing against the second unit of the other team. Um, so, I, you know, it, it's interesting. So, um, Cade, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley's been really good. Well, He's just solid, Bob. Like, Evan Mobley, to me, is just going to be a guy that I think you know what you're going to get every night for the most part. That's very nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he's going to be like Chris Bosh. That's what I think he's going to be long, skilled, you know, different in some ways. Bosch became a, a great shooter from the perimeter, but both long. Uh, Mobley, I think, can probably put it on the floor better than Bosch or will be able to. And he's seven feet. He'll be able to really affect the game defensively. Um, so those are the guys that you know, I'm trying to think who stood out, who else has been really good. I mean, uh, obviously – you know, for, for your Boston Celtics, uh, Aaron Neesmith had a really good game. Richards looked good. Um, you know, those are guys. But, like, you know, Max Struess goes for 32 for the Heat last night. And, you know, again, you've got to temper the expectations because a lot of these guys are playing against other guys that are overseas players. Yes. So, yeah. you know, the, the, the most interesting thing that I saw, Bob, was on Detroit, you've got Kate Cunningham. The number one pick, he's the face of, of the franchise, everything. And he's playing on the court with Luca Garza. And Luca Garza is just trying to make the Detroit Pistons. And oh, yeah. here he was, the best player in college basketball, arguably, for the last two years. Two yeah. years. And he's trying to make the team. And here's Kate Cunningham that had a hell of a season last year in college. But, like, he's the future in the franchise. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, Luca is a – it's a throwback player to the most part. He can, you know, we've seen him step out a little bit, but it's not his game. No. He's an old fashioned. Uh, I keep going back to the Al, the, the Al Davis, the Al McGuire designation, the aircraft carrier, you know, he's the old, that's his, he's the old fashioned school. He'll get a job. Don't you think? Yes. I mean, he'll get yes. a job. A 12, he's lost 12. about 20, 25 pounds, Bob. So he looks oh. much, much better. And obviously he's trying to show he can be a pick and pop, you know, five man, like, yeah. You know, in the Al, well, not Al Horford, because Al can defend. Luca's biggest issue is going to be defense. Okay, yeah, right, right. I was going to say Book Lopez, but that, that that's yeah. way down the road. Yeah, and, and Brooks' game changed a lot over the years, oh, too. Oh, you kidding? Lot. 
No one. He's he's exhibit A, the poster child of the, of the big of the of the five the five men saying, "Well, it's a new world. I got to change." I mean, I've gone. I've addressed that topic a hundred times with him. At fast, just all I say is, folks, go look at the numbers. Go look at the FGAs and three points the first X years in the league, and as opposed to what he is now, and it, it, it's it's like it's a sex change. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> so you know what else happened in Vegas? There was a, a photo that circulated. Uh, shortly after Jason Tatum got back from Tokyo and winning his gold medal. And the photo was of um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and uh, a guy from Nike. Uh, Mike Mayo is his name. He was in the middle of that photo. Uh, I don't know if he's still with Nike or not. And they were in a club. Apparently, it looked like they were in a club in, in Vegas, right? I mean, Jalen Brown, a lot of players just go to Vegas oh, right Vegas. now. They're working out. They're going out. They're now watching the summer league, supporting the young players. So uh, there was a photo that, that showed up, and everybody sent it to me. And 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 it was one of those uh, gotcha moments that everybody sent it to me and said, "Look, you're wrong," because what I had said a few months ago on the air of I think it was EI, they asked me about Tatum and Jalen Brown's relationship, and I said, "Look, they're not best friends. They're not buddies. Um, you know, they're friendly." They like each other. They're not best friends. They don't hang out really off the court. So everybody sent that picture to me. Look, you're wrong. Look, they hang out off the court. I'm like, I'm not saying they never hang out off the court. I'm saying, like, first of all, that's not Jason Tatum's personality anyway. He's got a kid. He's not going out. First of all, he's got a family responsibility. We know that that he's bonded with that young man. Right. That's not him. That's not Jason Tatum. Not to say he doesn't go out occasionally. He does, but he's not going to be a fixture uh, on the Vegas nightclub scene or in Boston going out to clubs. So I I just want to clarify that, number one, that I wasn't saying, like, these guys don't like each other. I was just saying, like, they're not boys off the court. They're not, like, hanging out every night. And there's nothing wrong with that. I was making then making a point, and I was just really addressing the question. But then I said, and I think you and I have talked about this, like, Kevin McHale and Larry Bird. I was, just friends. I was just going to bring it up. Hey. For me is they were fine. They weren't yeah. enemies. They, they were, I, I, I said they were competing, almost competing little empires, you know, uh, you know, but, uh, but they had a hundred percent profound mutual professional respect. Yes. No qual- questions about the, the technique and the, and the style. Uh, no, no, but they were a different personality completely. And, and, uh, and, but they were professional. They were good respectful teammates you know but they but they didn't they weren't buddy buddy either no there's not you know but they're you know, if they see each other now i think they do a little hug you know yeah, they're yeah fine. Well, it's, now but, now they're not competitive anymore yeah. like you're you know you're looking back on it uh with but, a different perspective. So, so with regard to this and the idea and their relationship the yeah. important thing is the relationship on the court and and that we have all observed that there appeared to be times when they seemed like they weren't you know in sync you know at times and and we, we were both all stars, but you know, still not. In, okay, and I, I was in, I was in conversation with someone uh, in, involved with the Olympic program that uh, had a very interesting observation for me about about uh, where they are. Remember, he's twenty three years old. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to ma- he and the other guy's twenty what five. So I think, yeah, tw- I don't know if he's twenty five. He's twenty three. Going all right, and it's just so typical of young talented players is that. They begin their careers establishing themselves, establishing what's my game. How do I what, how do I fit into the NBA? You know, what can I do to impress people to show them who I am? Ba 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 ba. 
Well, and the next stage is once you get comfortable in that is how do I apply this to winning? And they're still young. And now it's the 24, time is come. 24 turns 25 in October. So the time has come to, for them to, they should be there now. And he, and he, this guy thinks that it, it, Tatum is benefited from this association on the team that, that uh, uh, watching and listening to, to Garnett, you know, talk about skill sets, you know, baba, you know, and, and that, the idea, the next stage for Tatum is to be more of a, 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 not a pure facilitator, but a more, you know, you know, I'm aware guy with the, and you saw some nice passes he made. He's High got level. it in him. He's got you it. Him, you saw him hitting cutters. Forever, Bob. You, you saw him this. hitting cutters yeah. in, that, in, the, in the Olympics. Yep. And so he thinks he's going to benefit very much from this. The Celtic fans should be excited. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I think, unfortunately, Tatum has been labeled a scorer. And that's kind of what they needed from him so much over the last few years. And now it's it's that ability to expand your game, right? And he's shown it in spurts. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think you're right. I mean, this Olympic experience hopefully will will teach him a little bit more and, and understand a little bit more. And, and maybe some of the criticism that came out of last year of them not winning will teach these guys a little bit more of, yeah, you know what? Maybe we're okay with where we're at individually right now. We've proven ourselves. We've still got more to go, but we've proven ourselves to whereas now we got to win. Like we got to work together here and make each other better. And, you know, to me, if they do that, then this team that a lot of people have written off for this season, you still might have, if you've got two of the top 20 players in the NBA, you got a chance. You should have a chance to go, you know, to the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Like how many – now Milwaukee's got three of the top probably 30 players yeah, with, right with, now uh, in the uh, NBA, right? You would say between Giannis, Middleton, and, and, and Holiday. Right. And, so you're, you're missing – you know, that's the one thing you're missing with the Celtics right now is you don't have a third guy right now. And, and I don't – I'm not ready to put Dennis Schroeder – as a as a third guy, uh, no, I'm not looking at him. No, no. Right. So we we enter into Dennis Schroeder and uh, interesting off season, or interesting going back to the moment he declined the offer of the four years, eighty four mil from the Lakers, wow. which was offered right before he had a bad shooting play uh, yeah. finals. I mean, you know, playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. We had, he, all right. So and now he settles for one year, five point nine. He has that's what that's what it's come to across uh, 3,000 miles away. Interesting to see what, wh- where his head is and w- when he shows up, you know. Um, so, but it's an interesting saga. Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. But uh, he, he, does he improve his situation? Yeah, it's a point guard. You have some, and, and he certainly, he can't play defense. We know that. And, and, um, but. Um, he's fast. He can distribute and push the ball. Like, there's a lot to like out of Dennis Schroeder. But there's a reason, Bob. There's a reason he came to the Boston Celtics for the mid-level exception at $5.9 million. And I talked to a bunch of people in the league, a couple that have played with him, and the word that I kept getting, Bob, you're not going to want to hear this. The word that kept popping up is selfish. Oh, boy. That's the word from teammates, from former teammates and also executives who have been on his teams that he's played for is selfish, difficult to work with, immature. Um, so ultimately, Dennis Schroeder is, has an opportunity here to change the narrative and make a lot of money 
This episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. Because they are focused on managing and growing their business, they can't always spend the time that they wish they could on recruiting. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to find and hire the best candidates for free. Get started by posting your job for free to reach LinkedIn's network of 740 million professionals. Fill out targeted screening questions and get your role in front of the most qualified candidates with the experience, skills, and motivation that you need. Then, it's easy to filter and prioritize the top candidates you'd like to interview. LinkedIn Jobs will help you hire the right person for your role. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your first job for free at linkedin.com slash scribe. That's linkedin.com slash scribe to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, right. There's one X factor, and, and I think I, I meant to, I should admit it involves Tatum as well. Yeah. This new coach. Yeah. Now, um, I'm going to say this, uh, and I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm being truthful, and I, I always like to say we should always be judicious with the use of the words always and never. Right. Okay. I literally have 50 years of NBA observation, uh, professional observation. I have never, ever heard a seen a circumstance in which a first year head coach has entered a job with such universal acclamation. <laughs> never. That's incredible. Ever. Everybody loves this guy, Emi Udoka. All right. Every, every, I'm not talking about the Celtics. I'm talking about the outside world. And, and, okay, this is wonderful. And, I, and, I, and, in, and by the way, I got a further acclamation for him from, you know, another source. All right, fine. I just hope that the fans aren't expecting him to, to, you know, get to the garden by walking on Charles River en route. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I hope that people understand it. You know, all right. But but I'm telling you, he, everybody loves this guy, and the fact that he is a an African American with with a, a, a European you know tinge yeah. you know excuse me and I mean a, an African you know a, a, and he works Syria, he he's got every everybody loves this guy so I don't know what kind of influence how he's going to affect either Tatum or or any of the new one, or Dennis Schroeder in this new uh, not that no he played he's played for an African American coach I understand that but still. Uh, I guess he has it on the way. He's played for three teams, but, but uh, yeah, anyway, years, yeah, this is going, yeah, this is going to be interesting to see what effect he has too in this regard with this guy, because you know this guy's got his, uh, uh, obviously a certain obvious skill set, and 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 he said he's a fourteen point career scorer. He's averaged as many as nineteen points a game. This shocked me when I looked him up. Oh yeah, no, he's but, been productive. You would this by the, right. the, even the average reasonable NBA observer. And you gave me a profile. I'm going to give you a profile. There's a 28 year old guard, you know, who's played X years in the league, and he's averages he's averages 14, is as many as many as 19 in a, in a game. And I like to know how many people would guess Dennis Schroeder on the first guess. Not too damn many. Is he worth the risk? That's the big thing. And ultimately, Bob, here's the deal: is if you're Brad Stevens, you're clearing the deck for next season. So all you're getting are one year deals, other than yeah. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams. And you have Al Hortford's $14.5 million um, guaranteed salary next year, which you can move. So really, you've got three players that right now you're saying we, we are building around. And other than that, we are going to have as much flexibility as we can next season to go get a Bradley Beal. And if you can get a Bradley Beal, then Brad Stevens has done a hell of a job this offseason. But if you end up next year with the same cast of, of characters and you're bringing in 
you know, a mid-level shooter, or, uh, you know, maybe you're getting rid of all these point guards and you're bringing in another point guard, a mediocre middle of the road point guard in the NBA. Well, then you failed. Like you've done all this to be able to pair Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown with another top 30 player, maybe a top 10 player, if it's Bradley Beal in the NBA. If you don't do that and next year you're in the same situation, then this is a wasted year, Bob. I, granted, and people, but the thing is, they're being honest about it. If people are paying attention, if fans are, I mean, I got in this question, even yesterday, I was at a ball game, baseball game, got a question from somebody, you know, about, what do you, you know, what's, are they going to be any better? I said, probably not. Not too much. We don't know. That's not the point. They're being honest about it. They're not lying to you. They, they're, they're going with one-year contracts. They, they're making it clear. We're going, we hope we can make a splash next year. Right. That's it. This is this year. But you roll happens, the dice. Okay. So, so whatever happens this year happens. I mean, that's why, that's why I'm looking at it. Do you worry about the fact that if, if you're bringing in a team that doesn't do well and they finish ninth, does then, do, do you get a Tatum or do you worry about that Tatum or Jalen Brown are going to say, you know what? We want out because salaries don't matter. Contracts don't really matter anymore. If you're a star and you say you want out, you're, you're going to go like you're, you've got the leverage. All right. No, they, but we're living in a different, right. You were living in a world of 2021, not 1981 or 51. And you're right. It's a, uh, that's something to be concerned. Well, guess what? Uh, that's why they're paying Brad Stevens. Now the, the quote, the, the big money, why I pay Danny the big money. I pay him all this. You, you're willing to take this chance to take on the responsibility, you know, and yeah. And, and, and you have to make decisions. You have to make a, a and they're making a, 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 a yeah. a uh, organizational decision about how we're going to proceed. They're putting their faith in Brad that it's all going to work out well. And, and if it doesn't, well, you know, then, then they can give him the Ziggy as, uh, as Doc, Jimmy, uh, you know, but our boy Dickie V would say, but um, um, uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a risk, but you got to take risks. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Because ultimately if you, if you go through the same blueprint, and you're adding the Evan Fournier's and, and somebody of that ilk. Yeah, you might move from seventh last year, you know, with a healthy Evan Fournier and some of the other moves they made. Maybe they can crack the top four. But they're probably not beating, you know, again, Brooklyn or Milwaukee um, or, or maybe even some of these other teams that have improved uh, yeah, well, last year. Yeah, right? Well, the, the tier, you know, the Atlanta, it's we call it the Atlanta-New York tier now. And 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 also in the east, I think Chicago is going to be not going to Indiana, that. Indiana if they're healthy, yeah, they, they're well, probably better. Well, a lot of teams in the same uh, level. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And and they right now they're barely in that level, you know, based on the performance that we saw last year. So uh, yeah. By the way, they picked up uh, uh, Dunn. What do you think of where he's going to fit? I don't know if he'll fit at all. And I I, I like Chris. I mean, again, great defender. Mm. Just hasn't been able to establish himself. I mean, he's a fourth point guard right now. I, I don't know how he's on the roster. Yeah, I know. I, I, I was surprised at that because after all, especially with this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you got Smart. You got, obviously, Schroeder. You got Pritchard. There's no room for Chris Dunn on this team, for in, in my opinion. There's yeah, no yeah. room. I don't I think he'll be here when he the was, season starts. I'd be shocked if he's still It was here. just a make-the-deal-work kind of right. acquisition. Okay. Yes. I think that's, for the most part, the question will be, ultimately, what else can you do to bolster the second unit? Or or do you just say the hell with it? Again, this is the year we're going to let these guys back to the summer league. 
and an individual whose name that you mentioned and yeah. a guy with whom I've been intrigued from the day that they drafted him. And that's Aaron Neesmith. Right. And, you know, and, and it's, it is not inconceivable. Now that I want people to mark the date, I'm making this statement on the 12th yeah. of August and, 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 and 2021. All right. And I'm, yeah. I'm, this is coffee folks. This is not, you know, bourbon and branch water. Okay. Um, that he could explode and, and be everything they thought he was going to be as a shooter uh, coming out as a 52% three-point shooter in college uh, uh, and, and be that spark off the bench that they thought he could provide, that the, the registered jump shooter. Uh, he established himself uh, in a way that we weren't remotely anticipating as a dogged defender and a, and a really hard-playing, yep. you know, lovable player. Yes. But the fact is that that's, that's nice, but what they thought they were getting at that spot in the draft was the best shooter maybe left in the, in the definitely left and the best shooter in the draft. And, and we didn't see that. We saw a little, well, it, I just have some blind faith that he's going to be a, a really important card. I would feed him to the wolves. I would say, listen, honestly, if you're not playing for this year and you're playing for the future, why not try to speed up his progress and, and not, I I'd start him. I'd start him, Bob. Whoa. I put him. Why not? If he can face the court, if you can put him in there with Tatum, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, and Smart or Schroeder or Pritchard, whatever you're going to do with the point guard spot, it's going to be smart to – it's his job to lose, full-time job. Why not go with that? Because we both know Marcus Smart is not the most reliable three-point shooter. Robert Williams is not a guy that really spaces the court, although he's a much better passer than we all thought. You know, to me, why not have another guy that can give – Tatum and Brown space to operate rather than somebody that, you know, Richardson, I think to me comes off the bench. If you're smart, he, he bolsters that second unit, really good defender and can also, you know, score like he's a proven double digit score. I would throw Neesmith in there and say, you know what? You're our guy. You're our Joe Harris. And then you got Horford Richardson. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what else you have off the bench. Well, Grant, Blankford, we're still, I'm still, Blankford's to me still, they, boy, they must love him because they, they won't give up. You know what I'm saying? Because he's never they, been healthy. Yeah. They, they, they love, right. I had to go back to Indiana. And, right. it's, it's, and you've invested a lottery, a late lottery pick in him. But they're not giving up, you know, but, yeah, but meanwhile, there's our guy, Grant Williamson. And I don't know if there's any room for any ceiling of improvement. In, in that. No, Grant, Grant's just a good, solid player who, who if, if again, he's in your second unit, you know, a George Niang type that, you know what, if you've got enough around him. Yeah. You could see great. Grant Williams. Uh, I'm not somebody, some contender. Right. That, yeah. Contender. That that needs a ninth man, right? <laughs> you know, so you don't Jared play. Dudley, you know, type. Like he would be ideal. Yep. He, I think he's, you know, he's one of my great references. I'll, I'll take to my grave with my last words. He was a born spur. I mean, I think he was a born spur, and I mean the vintage spurs naturally, you know. And uh, but there, that's a type that I've created in my mind. I think he's that kind of guy. So his. It, the story hasn't been written yet on him. I don't, and, and it won't end. In, it probably won't end in Boston. But I just think people, someone out there who has a you know more smarter and, and with power that I don't have, is going to say, "I want, we want him in here. We want him on our team." And you do want him in your locker room, and you do want him in your organization and, and in your community. We know that. So, anyway, 
All right, I, speaking, I speaking of stories, there is a new chapter in the J.R. Smith uh, ah! bi- biography. And uh, it is, you know, I didn't think it could get any crazier for J.R. Smith. I mean, I've seen him. I've seen J.R. since he was like 14 years old, playing with the, the, the players, uh, AAU team. I mean, unbelievable talent, like freakish athletically. And obviously we saw what he can be shooting threes, um, had kind of a crazy up and down career. You know, the crazy coming out of high school, he went pro out of high school, but Carolina, I think he wanted to go to North Carolina and they wouldn't take him. Uh They wouldn't take him out of, out of high school. So he ended up going straight to the NBA and now the latest with J.R. Smith, and he's been retired for, I don't know, a year or two now, is he has now enrolled at NCANT, an HBCU school, and he's going to try to make the golf team because you can do that. The NCAA allows you, oh. even though you've been a pro in one sport. That's right. This is to have eligibility in a second <laughs> sport, which is, again, for all the, the crap that the NCAA does wrong, at least they got this one right. Like, let them let play. Let Now, oh, we We've all known, you know, we could cite the, the more prominent examples, Danny Ainge and, of course, and those, what was your summer job? Well, I played, uh, I played for the Blue Jays, you know. Ah, yeah, you know, and, and then back at BYU beating Notre Dame, you know. I mean, that's what happened. So, <laughs> anyway, Jay, when I saw it, I, I became aware of this this morning. Yeah. And I'm just howling. I mean, <laughs> but I don't know, how, you know, I don't know how someone, and someone suggested he won't even make the team. I don't know. But, um, I don't have any idea how good he is, but what a, it, it's fascinating. It, it, I mean, what, Hey, go get it. So it's also nice to know you have a, you know, you don't have to worry about working for a living. You shouldn't anyway. That's right. I, I would trust that he, he, he had a healthy uh, pay, pay scale and uh, over the years. Can I, can I say this, Bob? I, I just want to see the day. I want, I want to see a photo of J.R. Smith going in a classroom. That's oh. the part I want to see. Because- yeah, I just can't imagine, maybe I'm crazy here, that J.R. Smith with his million dollars, kid that never wanted to go to college in the first place. Now, maybe it's changed. Maybe his whole perspective has changed. He could. He could. I, want to, I know. I agree with you. I, 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 was, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that this yeah. is a real life, you know, changing, enhancing experience. Yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be, it'd be a hell of a story. Listen, if he's playing in some uh, golf event, NCAA golf yeah. event, come whenever golf starts for for if i'm down there covering like a duke or carolina game you're damn well sure i'm going to go to watch jr smith like every columnist any columnist in america would say oh my god that's a that's a piece of cake fun story yeah it's a fun story i i hope it works out for jr i've always felt jr to me has always been a fun loving you know a little bit out there but um um, yeah but like you know well he's got two rings and he has fun doing it all. I mean, I, honestly, I've always liked talking to JR. So I, I hope it works out. It's it's absolutely crazy uh, story. All right, the last thing, and then we'll get out on this. Uh, Luca Doncic signs a five-year, $207 million max deal. That There's no surprise there. We knew that was going to happen because you can't ever let him walk if you're Mark Cuban. You're going to pay whatever you can to keep Luca in Dallas, keep him as happy as can possibly be. Um, my question to you, I heard somebody say it the other day that he's the best player in the NBA today. Are you willing to go that far? No, but I will go. I mean, not because I think I, I, there's a guy named Durant that I think has to be considered to be the current reigning yeah. champ winner and champion. 
but oh, oh you know i'm on record I, I i tweeted something that i regretted because it was a, a dumb choice of words that uh, in praise in in the spring of 20 in in, in the you know the bubblicious uh you yeah. know time of the day year he takes my breath away i said i mean i mean um i'm a i'm a member of the fan club yeah uh, 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 no question now he is he, he's not as good a three-point shooter as he thinks he is. Totally. And I know I'm, uh, my friend Tim Kalashaw is always reminding everybody on, on the on around the horn about that fact, you know. But he can make it, and he has a penchant for making big ones. Ask the Celtics. Yeah, fearless. <laughs> okay. So, um, but what he's he is he's a seven foot. I'm, I'm almost going. He's almost Larry Bird. He reminds me of more of, of, yeah. of than any now, but not as good a shooter. Quite frankly, but, right. but he has bird. Not. He has Larry Bird vision. Larry Bird feel feel sure. with yep. the game. Uh, so that's the highest praise I can bestow on any any. You take him today for player. this year. If I said to you, you can have, you're going to draft for this year. For this year, are you taking Luca or LeBron? Oh, I'm taking Luca because I just I want to know. You give me the over and un, un, over under on a number of games. You think LeBron will, will will get through without getting hurt, which is not more than you know seventy maybe at the most. Um, yeah, so are I you think only the, taking uh, Kevin Durant? Are you only guy, taking Kevin Durant right now? I, I would still take. I think well, based on what we just saw, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it's it, he still has enough left. Uh, you know, it, there's no reason Better to think defensively too. That's where yeah. KD. Yeah. Yes, that's where we oh, don't yeah. talk enough about Luca. Is He's got to get to where he's average defensively. No, that's exactly right. Thank you for me. But that was a rather big omission on my part. Yeah. 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 We're talking about offense only here. Because KD was awful in college defensively and really not good coming into the league. But then he became a really, really good defender. And that's the difference. That's where, to me, KD doesn't get enough credit and is the best player in the world right now. Because, again, yes, for one game, if LeBron is 100%, for one game or one series, I'm still taking LeBron over KD or Luca or everybody. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. but you've got to put that into context of LeBron. We don't know how healthy he is going to be for an entire season. So you would, you'd roll the dice on KD. I know. I, I, no, I totally agree with you. We're not disrespecting the King. We're just being honest about where he is at this point in his career. And, and yeah, for a game, he can still do stuff. He still has the best all around game than anybody could play. There's no, I don't doubt that. The other guy in the discussion uh, since you mentioned Luca, is is Jokic? You know, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, he's he is he's a mag, he's a he's a triple double seven footer. I mean, but he, what he's not, what he's not, is somebody that can create his own shot. Right. That's that's where the difference. KD creates his own shot. LeBron can create his own shot. Um, well, he's, yeah. Well, he's a he's definitely he's a five. I mean, right. he's a five, a modern five. Luca is a queen well, on the chessboard big. He's yeah, just he's a like player. a one. I mean, he yeah, really yeah. is. Just put the ball he's in his hands, and he he's can make that. people. He he can score off the like. I think you have to to me to be this day and age to be one of the top players in the NBA. One of the top, like if you're starting a team, you got to start it with somebody that you can put the ball in their hands and they can make a play for somebody else and themselves. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, no, and I, that's I, not I, really I, Jokic. He is, but he's not right. Like you got to give him the ball kind of in the post it, it's different it's just it's different he's he is special obviously um winning the mvp everything about him i know you love 
everybody I think loves, but I would, I would say the argument right now is Luca KD and LeBron. And I'm telling you, the argument is gonna, it's going to include Jason Tatum in two years. Don't you love the fact that several mountains went to Mohammed to make, get that contract done yeah. uh, flying to, to Slovenia, boy, uh, you know, that's, that shows you what, what you got to do. Uh, much, uh, that is so funny. I haven't, you know, so I, I just love that part. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we will be back next week for another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you can catch a pot every single week on social media, on Twitter, on YouTube. You can also find it wherever you listen to your pods as well. And uh, we'll see you next week.